Welcome to NBA Betting Rosenballs. We're down now the last 20% of the season. And now, you know, this this happens every year where people do these like historical weird takes. I remember I remember like who's on your Mount Mount Rushmore um was a big one. If you recall that, I know Steve Smith uh famously was the one that sort of created it. Like who's on your Mount Rushmore of whatever, basically like a top four or top five or big figures. I liked actually I was listening to um, you know, Old Man in the Three with J.J. Reddick. And uh, he came up with an interesting one, which was like, some guy, I guess, asked him to name the top players from every decade, or if you're building a team, rather, uh, you know, to beat the aliens or what have you. You have to pick a player from each decade, a prime player, who would it be, right? I saw something else, which was interesting. Uh, maybe this is getting bigger as well. If you just look at the top pick, the top player from every year who had the most, and it's clearly LeBron. Um, and now the now the main story is, like, who's the new face of the NBA, right? People are realizing LeBron is set for sunsetting. Uh, obviously, what made them the face uh, is obviously them winning MVPs and being great, but then facing off of each other, and then both won against the, the other, at least a little bit, right? Um, I think that could have been a more clear face of the NBA had Durant never went to Golden State because then it was just, like, ridiculous. Like, in terms of just the greatest teams, that's just, like, an absurdity that you take uh, a, a team that is already a 73-win team and add an MVP on it. That's absurd. Uh, so that kind of that kind of tarnished it a little bit. KD and LeBron, I felt like, could have had something, too, had he stayed in OKC, and they faced each other a little bit, too. KD would have been, been entrenched there. But regardless, you had... Those two are definitely the face, right? And, and then right now, everyone's asking, like, who the face is. So first, I want to get to, like, what makes players or teams the face, right? I think the most notable, quote-unquote, faces of the NBA was actually Bird and Magic in the 80s. They're the one that resurrected it. Uh, and, and, and all-time greats talk about this uh, a lot. They do. They talk about how the revenue dollars and, and the, the uh, endorsement opportunities really increased once those two came in, and that was a perfect, that was perfect for the league, right? You had this great rivalry, um, the black-white thing, obviously. They face each other in the, in the college championship, and then they go to two great teams that are opposite sides of the coast, and those cities are also, quote-unquote, opposite, and both both uh, players really sort of embody the city, the blue-collar versus, like, the glitz and glamour. So I don't know if we're going to get to a stage like that. I don't think, I think that is... In any sport, the greatest, um, you know, moment in terms of cultural moment and, and resurrecting them in terms of franchises doing so in this whole face of the franchise thing, right? And then Stern, I think, recognized that and uh, evolved the NBA. People don't get this when they talk about all these individuals in the face. Stern created this whole league, okay? He really did. Like, he, he, he gets a lot of credit, as he should. He really figured out. In the 80s, particularly with Bird and Magic, like, we need to marquee the individual, okay? And I think the rules change as a result to really increase the individual um, All-Star Weekend and the individual competition and then, uh, you know, licensing it out and, and the endorsement stuff, and it really highlighted it. And you realize basketball is a sport where, you know, the players are more or less naked, right? They're not like other sports. Football, you got a helmet. Uh, baseball is, is, is really, uh, you know, a team sport. In, in a lot of ways. Um, 
it's forced because you don't have that many opportunities. Basketball, the guys are controlling the ball, and, and it's an easy sort of lazy data analysis to say this guy scored this you know X percentage of his team's points and all that. So he really highlighted the individual, and that obviously took off with Jordan. And it hasn't really been that focused since. And I think what, what's going on right now, people are talking about like, well, there's no face. It's also because there's been a concerted effort uh, by the commissioner of the league, by Silver, to mimic what football does, which is really more team and, and the and the the logo of the of the helmet, if you will, is really the brands, not necessarily the individual players. I'm sure, like, yes, you have quarterbacks, but that's really it. And I think that is really impacting this whole quote of like who the future face of the league is because of that. You didn't really like post Jordan. If you look at the, the the you know it's been a long time, right? Post Jordan, you had like who's the face? Like is it Shaq, Kobe a little bit, but like not as much as people think it was. Okay, you know I don't think people were fearing him. There wasn't this like individual brand like I mean Jordan's a whole different ball game so the question you have to ask you for the NBA is do you want to go back to that I don't think you have the individual talent to do so um and also it's kind of I call it's it's the Ryu concept of Street Fighter Jordan was also like a, a perfect storm in a positive sense because just aesthetically he's a talent that you could more easily uh rally behind it as a as a fan he's more aesthetically pleasing the dunking the the pure scoring is perimeter it's hard to like build around bigs because they're just like not an attainable talent not that jordan is either but like you know as a kid you could just go three two one jordan and take a jump shot it's a lot more fun no one goes three two one like Shaq and just dunks that's not like fun you don't get Shaq sneakers as much as you get jordan sneakers as a result like you know there's there's this athletic feat and, and to it, I think Curry embodied that a bit. LeBron too, but but Curry did too. So here's here's the truth though in the NBA, they do have a, a massive opportunity here, which I think, um, you know, you could consider. And first of all, if you look at like okay, what era is this? If you if anybody goes back to this era. Like they did even in the late 90s, early 2000s. And they'd be like, okay, which talents, quote unquote, led the era? It's kind of obvious. Okay? So the way you do that is you look at the last couple teams that won. And look at the MVPs. So to me, it's quite clear. You had a couple of like random one-offs in there. I think Golden State, even though they won again, is is kind of a one-off. Something should have won that. They didn't. Right? Um, and... You know, the question is Milwaukee did, but I, I think it's it's Giannis and Jokic, okay? And Giannis and Jokic, to me, are, are are the faces of the NBA, for better or worse. And the NBA has to get behind that concept. That's the problem, right? I don't think they've... I think they were trying to, like, ignore Jokic a bit, because, again, he's not as athletically pleasing. But there's, a, there's an argument to be made of this, like, team play, and he embodies team play, that they haven't really jumped on enough, in my opinion. They jump on, like, oh, the goofy and you know but I think there's there's a beautiful notion of with with Jokic don't judge a book by its cover second round pick um and, and just the team play kind of like they did with Magic a little bit but Magic was a little glitzy Jokic is like doing things the right way 
team play. And then they can still go back to athleticism, brute strength with, with Giannis. Right? And Giannis, to me, PR-wise, is a fantastic face. Now, the issue with Giannis is literally, uh, you know, his name doesn't help. Michael Jordan, it rolls off the tongue. Giannis at the Tecumpo, it's a tougher one. And he plays in Milwaukee, which people will say it's not a big market. I don't, I think you can get away with that if the team wins. Um, but to me, like, those are the faces. So now, don't force something else. Play around that notion would be my, my argument. Because then, look, let's go the flip side. The flip side is, well, it's an American sport. The NBA needs domestic faces. Okay, if you force it, it's not pretty. The top three faces of the league, you go deeper than Giannis and Jokic. Who is it? Luka and Embiid in your top four at this stage, especially for the future? None of these guys are like, you know, apple pie American. They're not going to do ads for State Farm. I mean, they might be in ones, but they're not going to be a spokesperson. They'll be the main guy, like Curry was, Chris Paul was, right? I I don't think... Uh, I think the NBA needs to, to jump into that versus, you know, flip it. So now let's go. If you go the American route, it's just you're hoping for a couple of things to happen. And look, they could happen. So the American guys, to me, there's, there's a group of like three or four. Anthony Edwards, Shea Gilgris, Alexander, Jason Tatum. Okay? And this has been discussed. Edwards, let's see. And by the way, John Morantz is lingering on there too. Depending on, I would say, next year, the pew-pew stuff and that did not help him. You know, obviously, one iota. So, Tatum, I think, had the chance. The team went deep. He had to win a title. Okay? The Golden State not winning that title, I thought, was... It's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt him. Um, you know, look, see what happens this year. He's still got a chance in the next four years, right? The Celtics are the best team in the league. He's got to finish the job. So he's got a chance to be the best player on the best team for the next couple of years. Fine. Shea's got that chance too, right? Now, to me, um, Tatum is not, like, personality-wise, he's not a a good personality in front of the TV. He just doesn't have the passion enough, like, doesn't do as well with interviews, um, right? Like, he's just not a person that you're going to get sound bites from. He doesn't embody a, a, a characteristic, really. He's just, like, the everyman. I, I don't I don't notice, like, anything unique about his personality, which is a concern. Um, Curry had charisma. Um, LeBron had a bit. Jordan had, had an ultimate. And, by the way, Giannis, which is why the foreign route works well, Giannis has got fantastic PR. He got good charisma, plays hard and all that. But yeah, I, Tatum is really happy. Uh, Shea's young, doesn't seem to have it either. He's got better aesthetics than Tatum. So if you look at both players, Shea is more aesthetically pleasing. He's more, you know, balls in his hand. He's doing more fadeaways. He's doing more unique styles that you would want to mimic as as a, as a talent. Again, I know that sounds silly. The name doesn't help Shea. It's a tough name, um, and he's playing in OKC. It's a tough market, probably the worst market. Um, which doesn't doesn't help. But again, it depends on these next couple of years. They got a chance to take the mantle, right? We could look at this period and be like, this is more of like a Tim Duncan in-between period where Tim Duncan was kind of in between Jordan and Kobe slash LeBron. Um, you could have the Shea thing. I think the NBA's best chance is a rivalry, quite frankly. They didn't have that. They kind of need certain talents playing each other, good talents playing each other. Um... 
which is you, you which is why the 80s were great. You had all those teams kind of going through the same teams and, and like a passing of the torch was very clean. You don't have that as much now, pending what, what happens this year and the next couple of years, for sure. So Tatum needs to win. Obviously, they, everyone needs to win, right? Uh, Shea, eh. The aesthetics are good. The name's not great. The market's not great. Um, Anthony Edwards and John Morant have the best chance in terms of name, aesthetics, um, you know, which which goes into, like, style of play and all that. But their teams have to win. So, you know, Edwards right now, again, let's see what he does in the playoffs. He could have some heroic moments. He's still young. Jordan had the, you know, the buzz beard in Cleveland. These things help. Anthony Edwards, I think, has a legitimate shot if he really, you know, he's really got to take a leap. Uh, the West is wide open, and he's the top seat, so who knows? So Edwards has got a shot in there. He hits all the other marks, right? I think he could he get the PR right. PR's pretty good. He was in a movie. He was kind of the bad guy in the movie, though. So was he a villain? Like, you got to play the good guy in the movie. Like a Jordan in Space Jam, like like he's the guy that leads the humans against uh, the tunes against the aliens. He saves the day. Edwards was the bad guy in Hustle with uh, Adam Sandler. So that's you know he needs a role where he's the opposite. But um, and he kind of has that personality which they built in. But yeah, I, I think he's got good. He's got at least good charisma. Obviously, the style of play is really good. Um, is he good enough? He's got to take another leap. You know, in order to be the face, you got to be in an MVP conversation. And he's not there yet. I feel like maybe a year or two away. And then John Moran is interesting to me. Because John Moran, again, I get it. The Mar- Memphis and Minnesota, they're not great markets either. John Moran, aesthetics, unbelievable. Maybe he gets in a dunk contest next year and all that. The PR stuff was really bad. Like... Just, just, you know, he just a couple times with the gun stuff and um, found in, in, like, you know, situations in a, in a gentleman's club and all that. Not not great. Now, look, Jordan had that, too. Jordan battled gambling and all that, but they masked it better. This um, is obviously worse, and how he does the interviews is not great. So Morant, well, I think Morant actually is the best of the American budget in terms of the aesthetics, and name potential, he and he's probably a little dead last in terms of like winning, quite frankly, and all that. So the Americans, to me, like a lot has to happen. Obviously, winning, they got to win MVPs. You got to be the best player. But the NBA, I think, is making this mistake. Like, I, look, you got to go that route. I think the NBA needs to go all in on this like world versus. America route and, and really go deeper into that. It obviously does well. Like, like I'm going to flip it around. I know I'm going all over the place, but look at the World Baseball Classic. So the World Baseball Classic, people don't know this. In that World Baseball Classic in, in last, what was it, spring, winter-ish time, right? The, um, when, was it China? When China and Japan, right, when, when, when China played the U.S. that had like seventy million viewers because of the because it was like Shohei versus Trout. I mean that matchup, right? I think they need to play into that. It worked. Baseball now, now baseball should have doubled down as well. Um, 
I done a similar concept, but like they need to play into this. Like, if it's North America, fine. I mean, or just international versus um, the world. They need to play into it. It's the new black. I, I hate to say it like this. It's kind of the new black versus white, right? The reason why the Magic vs. Bird thing is people took sides, and they were like, "Well, I'm on team. I'm on team Bird," and they said it without saying it. You know, look, look at look at the movie Spike Lee's "Do the Right Thing." There is a reason why, like the gentrified white guy who's in Brooklyn who's pissing off the black people is wearing a Larry Bird Celtics uh, paraphernalia. It's quite obvious because that represents like white, and the Magic represents black. Right now, look, you don't have to get political. But I think, like, at the very least, you're going to get a lot of, you know, people that are quasi-anti the international movement, uh, pro, like, hey, you know, you see the rap as well. There is this, like, the Eminem versus the, the anti-Eminem crowd, the cultural corporation and all that. Like, basketball is, you know, has a similar element, and they can take advantage. And, look, I, I know sometimes you're, like, driving to, you know, you're, you're staring too close to the sun with it because you want to you want to dance the line, but I think there's a way to to do it. Look, the players already have the camaraderie, right? In the bubble, there's that famous photo of you know who's hanging out with who. And I get it; you had a couple one-offs: Tobias Harris and Boban have a relationship, and a lot of them do, I'm sure. But like, they have a photo of like Luka Vucevic, um, Jokic. Pretty much every foreign talent at the bubble hanging out. So they already kind of have like a soft camaraderie. There, there's a, a clip going around that people are comparing to the Chappelle uh, clip where, where, you know, Obama uh, is, you know, saying hello to, to different um, colleagues or what have you. And he's being very polite to the white colleagues and like being very affectionate to the black ones, right? You can see the, the you know, the difference. Uh, and the foreigners kind of have that. They had Jokic going to the All Star break, and he's like saying hello to everybody. He sees, yeah, I'm sorry, Luca going into his locker room in the All Star uh, game before the All Star game starts, and he's saying hello to everybody. And then, uh, and then he gives like Jokic a huge hug, right? They clearly have a camaraderie with each other. NBA's got to play into that. Um, now, look, it, it does it help that every team plays in the U.S. No, because then you're, you're really asking the fans to just take one side of this. But I think it's I think it's more of like, is it? it, it and I hate to say it like this, but like it's international type play, like individual versus team, and it's going to create more debate, right? Oh, is the international guys taking over? Is the U.S. done? Are these are these Americans, you know? And there's going to be a subtle dig, I think, at Black America a little bit in that, subconsciously or consciously, and controversy is not a bad thing. If you you got to play, you got to teeter the fence, right? You don't say out like you know. I don't think you're taking any stance, just like you didn't do with Bird and Magic. These are great players, and, and there was a style. And by the way, they, they there was a style play with both, and I think that's the that's the direction. So if the NBA goes this direction, I think they need to put kind of highlight that rivalry a little bit. You know, have more advertising that they're pushing of like the, this like foreign versus like oh this matchup is going to be Luca versus Edwards right there's a lot of more matchups you could highlight if you're highlighting insert great foreign talent insert great uh, American talent so you could, you could do it first of all it definitely starts with the all-star game I mean it doesn't have to end there just like the 92 Barcelona Olympics but the way I would do it is I would definitely change the all-star game to make it 
the world versus America, okay? And then I would make a lot of this, like, advertising, showing matchups between, like, Luca and Edwards, you know, Jokic and, you know, Anthony Davis, what have you, like a big versus a big, uh, foreign person versus a, or an up-and-coming guy, right? You could do, um, you know, shit, uh, um, I mean, a lot of them are bigs, quite frankly. Luca versus Shea, right? There's a lot of things you could play off a bit. There was already a piece, by the way, where I think it was, you know, uh, Kenny Martin and, and Gilbert Arenas, I forget what it was called, that podcast. They're already talking about, like, Kyrie's the best player in Dallas. They already think this. They're like, yeah, the foreigners are overrated. All right, like, let's let them chatter a bit and, and have the big matchup, which, which you could do too, and then highlight the individual matchups they're going against. Do it in the advertising. And I think, um, now look, the difficulty is the players are mixed on different teams. I get it, you know, but, you know, still the, the best players highlighted, you can still have Giannis, Giannis is representing the, the foreign talent as well. I think, I think it works beautifully. They got to double down in it, double down, highlight it more, um, you know, uh, one of the big the big things in the '80s that pushed the bird. Obviously, the bird magic was already going at at a, at a certain level, but the NBA and you know, if Stern had anything to do with it, great. Like the Converse ads were like, you know, talking about the new MVP and there was, there was a whole magic versus bird component there. Um, they got to do more of that, right? You, you, maybe you do deals with Nike, you highlight the sneaker. You have a foreign version. You have like the American version. Like, what flag are you? Basically, highlight that and um, and the styles of play that mimic both, right? And one kind of embodies, like, the pure talent and the beauty, the aesthetic of the sport. The other is the team play of the sport. What side are you on? There's a lot of elements here that the NBA could do it. And I think that then emboldens the face of the franchise, the face of the NBA, to answer the question, is international. Okay? Now, look, does that embody, impact the expansion, Mexico City and all that? that? That stuff would help, too, in my opinion. I think as the NBA thinks about expansion, they, they do need to... Um, you want to give Seattle and Vegas, I think they need to start putting a nod to, you know, more foreign uh, entities. You know, Silver was looking at that back in the day, even with Europe and stuff. But at the very least, you hit on the expat crowd, you hit on the foreign crowd, you hit on this like America first crowd. I think there's a lot of good here that would come and could take them out of this political environment. They've already kind of jumped in and headed into a more fun us versus the world component.